Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, absolutely leave a comment, hit me up. The only sensible solution is what the NCAA came up with. So they are planning on having the NCAA tournament in one location in Indianapolis. Basically the team's playing in a bubble. It was the only solution, even though some people don't like it. I could not be more happy with what Sean Payton decided to do, making Taysom Hill the starter over Jameis Winston. It is time for America and the Saints to get over this irrational love for Taysom Hill. He's not a quarterback. And Sean Payton's either going to crash the car of the Saints season or he's going to come to his senses and put Jameis Winston in. Misinformation right now whether it's coronavirus, QAnon, the election, whatever else, is the new divide and conquer. It is undermining our democracy, and we're going to talk about that. And Virginia Tech and Pitt, they have to wear masks during the game. There is no evidence that there has been transmission during games. However, it is what it is with the state law. We'll, we'll talk about that. And of course, my college football picks because it is Friday. Am I right or am I wrong? Is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. I appreciate your time. Appreciate your energy. Uh, make sure that you guys share the feed. Tell everybody about it. Big news and big things coming up. And you guys show up here for the truth. You guys show up because I don't pull punches. No BS. That's why you have to check your feelings when you when you, before you even come in. Because there's a lot of people, they want to just feed you what you want to hear. And that's not what I'm here to do. Like, I'm not here to just tell you what you want to hear. So we're going to talk about this. So we're going to start with the misinformation. The misinformation. And this is the new version of divide and conquer. Because there used to only be a couple sides back in the day. Like you look at 50, 75, 100 years ago. Okay, you're either for slavery and segregation or you're not. Now we got the Democrats, the Republicans, people QAnon, the Trumpers, all of this different information coming from different places. And people are more interested with being right and winning than the actual truth, which actually undermines our democracy. And then, and then you have to look at who's responsible for it. Oh, who's responsible for it? Everybody will tell you something else. Oh, it's Russia. It's China. It's George Soros. It's the deep state. Uh, it's the cult of Trump. I don't know who's responsible for it, but I do know who benefits from it. Or like, like that's what we have to really focus on as American citizens is who benefits from this. Some of those people that I just named in terms of our democracy being undermined, that way, because it's like poker, you can call, you can bet anything that you want to bet. So you can say anything that you want to say, but when it actually comes back to backing it up with actual data and science and making sense, people aren't able to do that. They put together, you, you know, they manipulate numbers, put extrapolate, cherry pick things, and they want you to believe it. Do not just believe it. And that goes into what's been going on because intentionally I, the thing that probably frustrates me more than anything when it comes to our society and what's going on right now is the 
intentional misinformation and people intentionally who are in power to supporting their party over the American people, over the truth. The truth has to be at the top of everything. Because one thing I've learned in my life is how important the truth is. Because you can tell the, the, the truth 58 million times. You tell one lie, it brings everything into doubt and into question. And that's where we are right now. And I was talking about it on Twitter earlier. You have so many people that are talking about the coronavirus and and all of this and people upset about these mask men mandates. And my thing has always been that people's rights and freedoms, because I'm a rights and freedoms guy. And as a black person, I'm extremely sensitive about people's rights and freedoms, even though, you know, wearing mask is nothing compared to slavery. But I mean, but people feel oppressed now. But here's the truth. Your rights start and stop at somebody else's public health. It's the truth. It's the same thing like smoking. Wearing a mask is just like you can't smoke indoors. You can't smoke in public places. And this idea that, oh, well, people will assume the risk. No, it just doesn't work like that. You have to look at it the same way that you do with smoking. Somebody else's health is where your rights stop. But. I do agree with some of the people though, with the Hippocratic rules that are coming out from these different states. They do feel overbearing. They are not consistent because why is a gathering okay? 10 people in New York, but six people in Oregon. It's because we don't have a national plan and that's the problem with our coronavirus response. We have a curfew going in effect in LA is the is the uh is uh Gavin Newsom even doing the stuff that he says like this is where leadership matters it's like trickle down the trickle down economics is the trickle down of leadership if we had a plan that said okay everybody wants to wear masks i know the states have to do their own thing but come on that's where we are uh the next thing up next thing up there are times in life where we get these bright ideas Everybody gets these bright ideas and people tell us that we're stupid. They're like, no, this is a terrible idea. Don't do this. Let it go. Okay. Sometimes when people tell you to let it go and you keep going, sometimes you get the iPod and you get the iPhone and sometimes you get Google glasses that didn't work. Sometimes you get something that's broken that you have to say, oh man, that was trash. That's why I could not be any more happy with what Sean Payton did announcing Jameis. I'm sorry, Taysom Hill as a starter over Jameis Winston because this irrational infatuation that he has with Taysom Hill, it is going to end in absolute failure. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He is a gadget guy, but, but you had them announcing that Taysom Hill was the future of the quarterback position. There's a reason why last game when Drew Brees got hurt, they went to the guy who they paid $1 million to Jameis Winston, who's thrown for 5,000 yards in a season instead of the guy that they paid $10 million to because one's a quarterback and one's not. So Sean Payton is going to sit up in his office this weekend and try to draw something up because Taysom Hill is, I'm going to read the stats in his career. He's got, 538 yards 
538 yards rushing, four touchdowns, and he's got 312 yards receiving. And he has thrown a grand total of 18 passes and completed 10 of them, no touchdowns and a pick. Come on, man. Like, this is easy math. He's not a quarterback. And And this is Sean Payton saying, I got this bright idea. I'm going to make it work. And now you're trying to shoehorn it in. Yep, go, go ahead and do it. Let's see how this works out. Not going to work. They're going, it is going to absolutely fail. And he is going to go back to doing the right thing, which is putting Jameis Winston in, who is the future of the franchise. Um, the NCAA has done something that is absolutely smart they have decided that they are going to play March Madness in one single city in 2021 for the men's basketball tournament. This is the best idea possible. The tournament obviously has to be played. Coach K says it has to be played, everybody, because they lost 300, what was it, like $375 million last year with the tournament not being played. And that is due to, and why is that such a big deal? When you're bringing in billions of dollars every single year from uh, networks, from from Turner with the deal with Turner, to broadcast the games, partnerships, sponsors, all of that. You're bringing in that in every year. Not at each school, but the tournament in general. And they aren't able to save money out of these budgets. So if this pandemic has taught anybody anything, that a line item in the budget needs to be savings that you shouldn't lower somebody's budget just because they didn't spend it all last year because savings should come off the top, just like normal people and normal businesses do in real life. You can't be operating with no disposable income. It just doesn't make sense. So the idea that the tournament could be played in multiple cities, because right now they already have 13 cities that they're playing to play in. That doesn't work. We've seen outbreaks of coronavirus. You can't push back. I mean, like, let's say Gonzaga, who's ranked number one in the nation. They come out and they test positive. They have to sit out two weeks. They got contact tracing, whatever it is. You can't stop the entire tournament. The NBA showed them how to do it. Put it in one city. If you if Indianapolis doesn't have enough courts, take them down to Walt Disney World. They've shown it works. The model is there. They probably still got the infrastructure still set up down there in case the NBA comes back. College basketball, you know what to do. Do the right thing. Um, And Indianapolis, I don't know if this is the right city for it, but this is the optimal solution. Because especially when you're on a timeline and college football probably needs to do the same thing with the bowl games. Well, when it comes to the college football playoff, because if a team tests positive in the semifinals, are you just going to advance the next team? Then what if they're, if that team is out the next week, are you just a default national champion? No, you have to bubble those teams. I know it is tough, but this is the way of the world right now. If you want a champion, you have to make accommodations. Uh, Next thing up, Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh. They are going to wear face coverings during their game. The truth is there has not been any evidence that I have seen. And I read a lot on the coronavirus as it relates to sports and all of that. There's not been any evidence that 
transmission has happened during football, during the games. That one team has then led to playing another team and they test positive and then they turn out to have coronavirus as well. That has not happened that I have seen. So with that, and I've read a lot, a lot about it. If you've seen something else, send it to me, please. I will. I'm open to that scenario. But as for now, this is the information that we have. However, while that is the situation, I get it. Because the problem is what I talked about earlier with the misinformation is that people will do whatever they want to do. And I have a kid who is not playing high school football right now because the state won't allow it. And I see them working out. Some of the kids have their masks on properly. Some of them don't always. The coaches have to remind them. This is just people out in life, not just in, in my kid's particular school. But the state of Pennsylvania, the Secretary of Health ordered new orders this week. So coaches, athletes, spectators must wear face coverings while actively engaged in workouts and competition and as well on the sidelines, dugout, etc., etc. There are no exceptions but they can wear a face shield that is basically a visor that goes all the way down. I'm not mad at this. I don't think that it's the most logical thing in the world, but if we are going to make sure that people are being safe, doing the right things, when people won't comply, sometimes you have to force them to comply. Yeah, it's infringing on our rights though, George. I mean, what do you want us to, to, to do? It's public health. Yes, I know we should have our rights. I want to own a flamethrower. I want to own a rocket launcher just in case you never know. Is it okay for me to own a rocket launcher? Is it okay for the guy? Probably you guys would say it's okay for me because I'm not going to rocket launch anybody. But the, the how about your next door neighbor? Is it okay for him? The guy two doors down. You okay with that? Probably not. See? Makes sense. The last thing we got up today is... My college football picks. It is the weekend. And my lock of the week, I am 4-0. and oh, I am rocking the party, bro. I am the man in that situation. Last week, I was 4-4. Four and four. Overall, I this season so far, I am 15-17-1. So we're losing. I have a losing record right now. But this week is the week. This is the bounce back week. I'm telling you guys, book it, remember it, write it down, take a picture. This is the week. I added a couple more games this week, but we're going to speed through them. This is the week that I go, what, 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 what am I, 11 and 0 this week? Here we go. Um, UCLA versus Oregon. This number has ballooned up. It started out with, Oregon around like 10 and a half point favorites, 12 point favorites. Now it's all the way up to 17 because Dorian Thompson Robinson, UCLA's quarterback may be out. Oregon's defense has been improving. I already thought the Ducks were going to win by about this amount. However, UCLA is, if they play with their freshman, I'm going to say a caveat. If UCLA plays, if Dorian Thompson Robinson does not play, UCLA is going to be playing a freshman quarterback. And I like Oregon to cover the spread in that uh, situation. I think it's going to be tighter, 
even if he does play because he's so mobile and all of that. So if you if he plays, I say Oregon does not cover. UCLA covers the uh, spread. Um, but Jerry Azanaro's defense is awful at UCLA, and the Ducks should put up. If they don't put up 40-some-odd points, I would be concerned for the rest of the season. Next game up, USC at Utah. USC's favorite by three points. They are the cardiac Trojans right, right now. They, these boys are barely making it. If if they were Trojans, actual Trojans, the, 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 the ones that you use in your bedroom, it, it would be like uh, when that time of the month comes, she's looking, she's like, oh, yeah, hey, we made it this month. Yeah, that's the way they're playing football right now. The only reason why USC is favored in this game is because Utah may not be with their entire team. Because Ty Willing, uh, Tyrone Whittingham, Kyle Whittingham is a better coach than Clay Helton. His defense will be better equipped than even Arizona and Arizona State were, who did a really good job against USC's offense until the very end. Utah can close these types of games out because they've done it against USC multiple times. I like Utah to win this game. Give me Utah and the points. Next game, probably the, it's a top 10 matchup. You got Indiana at Ohio State. Ohio State's kicker is out this week. I think he tested positive for for COVID, so he's out. I'm taking Indiana plus the points because Ohio State's favored by 20 and a half points. Michael Penix Jr. for Indiana is lighting it up, and Indiana plays close games. They're going to make this game ugly. They may lose this game, but it won't be by no damn 21 points. Telling you that right now. Book it. Write it down. Take a picture. This I got two locks of the week, and this is one of the locks of the week. Next game up. Uh, Clemson is playing Florida State. Trevor Lawrence is back. Clemson's favored by 13 and a half points playing in Tallahassee. Florida State has lost to Pitt by 24, Louisville by 32, Notre Dame by 16, and Miami by 42. I just have to believe that Florida State has more pride than than this. Miami wanted to run up the score, obviously, huge rivalry game. But Clemson's not even looking at Florida State as a rival right now. They're just like, okay, little brother. Florida State scores late, loses by 32 points. Boom. But I like them to beat the number. 35 is a lot, man, even in college football. Clemson's defense isn't what it, it had been. They've been giving up big plays. I like Florida State in this game to lose and to get pummeled, just not by 35 points. Next game, in uh, Illinois at Nebraska. I refuse to believe. I don't, well, I should say, I don't believe what I saw from Nebraska last week. They pulled out a game. They were, what, 0-2. Illinois won last week, squeaked one out versus Rutgers. Lovey Smith's team goes 2-0. They, uh, Nebraska is favored by 16 points. Nebraska is not 16 points better than Illinois. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I give me Illinois and give me the points. Next game. This game is very intriguing because when you just say the names, LSU, 
at Arkansas, LSU's, you, you would think this is going to be a disaster, right? That Arkansas is just going to get beat down. LSU's favored by a point and a half. A one and a half points. LSU has a mess going on on their campus, inside their program, Bo Pelini's defense. If they lose to Arkansas, this is the game that gets Bo Pelini fired. Uh, uh, Felipe Franks let me down last week against Florida. He just, that team had no fight. Florida just kicked them in the absolute teeth. This week, I'm coming back with the Razorbacks. I say they beat LSU. LSU's quarterback situation is a dumpster fire. They're everything they got going. It has to be mentally challenging. And as long as Arkansas can stay close early or get up early, they will be just fine. Um, next game up, Wisconsin at Northwestern. Wisconsin covers in this game. Oh, sorry. Wisconsin's favored by seven and a half points. Wisconsin covers in this game. Graham Mertz, and their, who's their quarterback, and the offense is absolutely rolling. This is my second lock of the week. Nebraska wins this game and covers. Next game, Iowa at Penn State. No way James Franklin is falling to 0-5. They got a new QB, and Penn State wins this football game, even though Iowa's favored by two and a half points. So this is a technically would be an upset, and I'm picking the upset. Games played in Happy Valley. They're going to win. The last game, well, the ne- next to last game up. This game had my antennas buzzing all week. All week. When I saw it, I was like, Tennessee at Auburn. Auburn skated away when they play Ole Miss. And against Arkansas, the officials helped them out in both games. Officials are not going to help them out in this game because Tennessee is winning. Auburn's favored by 10 and a half points. I wouldn't care if Auburn.